Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily Viewing Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a great day today. Let's get right to it, folks. Big day today. Earnings. Fed meeting uh, today and tomorrow. Fed rate hike tomorrow. Cute uh, <laughs> second quarter GDP on Thursday. And we got a slew of earnings this afternoon. And we got some really big news today from the Senate, which has approved a $280 billion uh, package for the semiconductors and for advanced technology. Two. $180 billion. These are public companies. Why are we giving why are we bail, why are we giving them money? I'll tell you why in a minute. It's actually really good news. You know what? It's not easy beating China because it's all one big, you know, communist enterprise, right? So uh, you know, we're 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 all we're we're all essentially socialists now anyway, aren't we? And we bailed everybody else out, so now let's give the semi you know what? They need the money to be as competitive as possible. We have almost all of our chip production that takes place in Taiwan. We need a backup plan. I think that's going to create a lot of jobs in the U.S. Let's hope so anyway. We need those kind of jobs, don't we? That's good news. That's the first really good. i got to tell you the truth. This is the first news I've been excited about from the Biden administration since this guy took office. I said earlier, uh, since he got elected, of course, that was, uh, that was a t- horrible mistake. He was not elected. He was installed. But this is good news. Talk about that. Talk about the recession. That's not a recession. Market, first of all. Dow Jones today, down 228, off the lows, but pretty much right. It'd been there really for the first couple of hours, last couple of hours of trading. Same thing with the NASDAQ, down 220, just off the lows. This is not a good day. However, the internals were much, much better. Uh, Rust 2000 was down 7 tenths of 1%. SP 100 down 1.1%. The VIX today up almost 6%. Not a huge deal. Still below 25. And the 10 year, man. You remember this just, what, three weeks ago, the 10-year was, or a month ago, the 10-year was 3.5%. It broke 2.8% today. What's the bond market telling us? The bond market is telling us that inflation is rolling over. The bond market is telling us that the economy is slowing radically. The bond market is telling us that the Fed is about to stop hiking rates, folks. This is all happening right now. Remember, the Fed doesn't meet again until September when they announce tomorrow at, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that they're uh, hiking rates by three quarters of a percent, 75 basis points to two and a half percent on the Fed funds rate, I think that'll be the last rate hike period. If there's another rate hike in September, it'll be a tiny one, but it's over, folks. It's is ending. This is ending. It will end in a recession, but I think it'll be a minor one next year, but no recession this year. We also get that on Thursday, right? Again, Everybody is saying, all the perma bears are saying, and they may be right. They may, I don't think so, but they may be right. They're saying that, you know, we'll find out it's official come Thursday when the second quarter comes in with a negative GDP print that we are officially in a recession. And you know what? Technically speaking, they won't be wrong. Back-to-back quarters of negative growth is a technical definition of a recession. It's just not one that has the most credibility. GDP is, I mean, this is, a, this is flawed data. It's revised constantly. As a matter of fact, as Brian Westbury said yesterday, uh, and and a point that I don't see many people making, which is a great point, by the way. He's the uh, chief economist at First Trust. Brian Westbury said yesterday, they're about to start revising all this GDP data. And he believes, I I think he's exactly right, that Q1, the first quarter GDP, is going to be revised sharply higher. In other words, it won't be negative 1.6% as the initial report indicated. So, again, 
the NBER has the official, uh, in my in my opinion, I agree with the, the, the Biden administration on this. Again, it's hard for me to even say that, to tell you the truth, but I do. Uh, back-to-back quarters of negative GDP is not the official de- definition of a recession. Uh, it's much more uh, comp- complicated than that and convoluted, kind of how they want it. But with the economy as strong as it has been, I'm talking about unemployment rate 3.6%, industrial production growing at 6%, right? Transportation still booming. Housing industry, yes, slowed down. Yes, housing stocks have been killed. But the housing industry is still doing very, very, very well. Even though the last four months look horrible, pull back a little bit. Look at what's happened in the last couple of years. Housing prices are up 20 25% across the country, right? So still doing very well. We are not in a recession. I don't care what the, I don't care what the GDP says on Thursday. But again, my prediction is it will not be a negative print. So there are my forecast. <clears throat> the highest of the rates are in. The highest for inflation's in. The U.S. dollar has peaked, and the economy is slowing. And the Fed, this is their last rate hike. All of this combines to see to, to give us an economy that's slowing. And it now starts to look forward to 2023 when the Fed will start cutting rates again. Remember our forecast. By 2025 or so, interest rates will be negative in the U.S. The 10-year will be negative in the U.S. by the end of 2025 or so. So we'll call it three and a half years, right? Uh, Because we're all turning Japanese, folks. And financial engineering has just begun. Our masters of the financial universe love printing money. They love quantitative easing. Why would they ever give that up? And how else are you going to pay for these, this $280 billion rescue package for semiconductors, right? we got to print more money. Oh, it's just, uh, you know what, folks? When, when, when QE first started in 2009, I just thought it was the worst thing. I mean, I, I bought into all of it, right? It was just horrible, terrible, horrible. And then the market did nothing but go higher, Okay. Uh, so again, we got a long ways to go to catch up with Japan and China on quantitative easing where they are. Uh, we'll get there. That's, that's our game plan anyway. But folks, this is only the beginning of financial engineering. We, we have a new book coming out next week. It's, it's, it's being printed right now. It's at Amazon. All the final uh, edits are done. It's there. Once it's available for pre-order, we'll announce that. And then we lay it out in the book. Uh, exactly what we see happening with financial engineering and the big bribe and what's uh, what's to come, which is ultimately Dow Jones 100,000 by 2030. Okay, uh, earnings. Again, I want to put this out there. I don't have the updated uh, through today, but as of yesterday's close, we had uh, <clears throat> 116 companies, SPO 100, that reported earnings. 74% have beat uh, analyst estimates, okay, on earnings. 65% had beat sales estimates on 9% growth. These are This is not the awful quarter that we were told by, by the bears. It's just not. Uh, and we got earnings at the close today. Uh, just a real quick rundown. Uh, Google reported at the close today. Uh, Google is down. Uh, Google was just flat a second ago. Uh, you know, these are all over the board when they first announced. <clears throat> Google's up just a, just a half percent on earnings. I think they missed. Microsoft missed. Their stock is down 3%. Let me just give, uh, yeah, 2.7%. Uh, Walmart, of course, reported this morning. It was down 12%, closed down 7.5%. Again, when your margins are 3%, Walmart's, Walmart's, Walmart's margins are 3%. It doesn't take a whole lot for them to miss. But it's Walmart. Guess what? They're going to figure it out. I'm not that worried about it. 
uh, retail has always been hit or miss like this ever since I've followed it, which is why I never recommend these stocks. They're boring and they're very unpredictable. Um, also today, Texas, this one matters. Texas Instruments, Tyler covers this stuff. He gave me the rundown before the podcast. Otherwise, I, I would have no idea about any of this until I read about it tonight, later tonight. Texas Instruments closed up 1% today uh, on, a, on a beat. And again, that's what we want to see. Semiconductors lead. Uh, so far, it's been so good. Uh, the semiconductors are coming in with better than expected earnings. And again, they lead in both directions. Finally, again, Tyler caught this one too. Uh, Chipotle uh, had a big beat. The stock right now is up 7% after hours. So interesting. Walmart gets destroyed. Chipotle is up. You know, it really is. a it, Figuring out inflation is a company by company thing. All right, let's go into the under the hood today. By the way, the book call ratio today closed at, uh, at one. <clears throat> Again, not entirely unprecedented with the market down today, but one is elevated. And here's, here's what does matter. <clears throat> the internals. Okay, remember a month ago? A month ago when we had a day when the NASDAQ was down 220 points, that's 1.9%. That's not nothing, right? That had happened a month ago. These internals would be pathetic. We'd be talking about a thousand stocks hitting the new 52-week lows, maybe maybe worse. We had we had days with 2,000 stocks hit. So my point is, today was nothing like that. Advanced decline in NYSE was only negative by 700 issues. All right, that's not that far from being unchanged. Nasdaq wasn't even two to one negative, kind of close to it, but still didn't even make that. All right, down almost two percent. That's interesting, right? Uh, new 52 highs to lows. Yeah, we had 240 stocks in a new 52-week low. But again, that's just nothing compared to where we were just a short while ago. Uh, again, just 70 stocks in a new 52-week high. But we had days where there were seven, eight, nine stocks hitting a new 52-week high. So again, the, the point is progress. Uh, and that's, that's, it always starts under the hood with the internals. Volume uh, was a little more negative in YSE, uh, just about two and a half to one negative. But again, uh, NASDAQ just right at two to one negative. Uh, on volume. Uh, in our sector watch today, let me pull that up again. Here we go. Of our 11 and 500 sectors, we had three finished higher, eight finished lower, led the downside by consumer discretion down 3.3%, communication services down 2%, to the upside, utilities up 6 cents to 1%, healthcare up a half a percent. Again, all eyes on tomorrow's Fed meeting uh, results at 2 p.m. Eastern, followed by Jay Powell. The rock star, the money-friendly rock star, his presser at 2.30. Look, <clears throat> the probabilities tell us that the markets will go lower when Jay Powell begins speaking. However, he's done better the last couple of times. The markets have actually managed to go up. So we'll see what happens. But by and large, roughly 85% of the time when he speaks, it is that higher percentage, folks. Tyler did all the work on this years ago, and now everybody talks about it. He's the worst Fed chair when it comes to, to communicating based on stock market performance. We'll hope for better tomorrow. We're buyers into this. You know, we, we've gone from being extreme oversold in the markets where we were in June. We told you then we expected a big rally in July. We've gotten that. Well, now we hit extreme overbought last Friday. So, you know, uh, trees don't grow to the sky, you know, and that's really where we are now. We had a, a, a massive run, a three-week run of 22% gains in the semiconductors. You know, they hit everything in extreme or bought. And that's just, that's been the kiss of death for these markets based on stochastics reading. Uh, that's been the kiss of death for the last 18 months. But we're looking for a pattern change here, folks. I think we may get it because, again, investors are just way too bearish. 
Fund managers have way too much cash on hand, and they own way too few stocks. So we're hoping for and looking for a move higher in the midterms and into the year end. Uh, finally today, let's take a look at our commodity watch. Uh, kind of a quiet day here. Gold today down $3 an ounce at $17.15. I like gold here quite a bit. Uh, again, this is a, I think it's a phenomenal buy. I expect it to move higher as the markets figure out that the Fed is done printing, uh, the Fed is done uh, raising rates. Uh, silver today was up 1% at 1851. Also like silver here, copper today also up 1%. Love copper here at 339. China is coming back. That's a that's a bullish story for copper. And of course it goes in everything, right? If we're going to have uh, uh, you know a billion electric cars on the streets, they're going to take a lot of copper. Finally today, uh, crude oil uh, was uh, had early gains today and then fell fell at the close, uh, uh, closed down one dollar and forty one cents a barrel at ninety five twenty nine. And finally, finally, Bitcoin uh, closed to the trading right now at down twelve sixty at twenty thousand nine hundred five. The news on Coinbase, of course, the wallet, the big wallet for uh, that most people use for Bitcoin for cryptocurrencies. Uh, Coinbase is going through all kinds of regulatory issues. I just think it's interesting that when Coinbase gets killed like this and all the news is negative, that Bitcoin's still above 20000 I, I, I kind of take that as a win. All right, folks, that's it for today. Always appreciate you listening. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.